재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 In this week's Planet Korea, we're hearing from a familiar voice. Familiar not just because he's been on this program before, but because he has built a substantial following on YouTube. His name is Kong Sung-jae, but he's much more familiar to his fans by the title of his YouTube channel, Korean Billy. After just a short time studying in the United Kingdom, he's made a lot of people laugh with his spot-on impersonations of local British dialects. We also admire Billy here at this show for his curiosity and his passion for global learning, and that's why we've created this occasional feature here on Koreascape, which we call Korean Billy vs. the World. I'm going to do the And Korean Billy is right here with us in the studio. Hi, Billy. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, Billy, it's great to have you on the program, and it's great to launch this new feature. The whole idea of Korean Billy versus the world is to turn you loose on some kind of global or international phenomenon as it can be experienced here in Korea and to get your perspective on it as both kind of a new learner and from a Korean cultural standpoint. So what do you think? You ready to dive right in? Yes, I think I'm ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> What's your first exploration? So my first exploration was one of my favorite, actually, and it was chocolate. Do you love chocolate? I love chocolate. Uh, there's a range of chocolate out there. Some is better than others, but uh, generally speaking, chocolate's a pretty good thing. Right. So also in Korea, chocolate's quite common, right? Mm-hmm. Common dessert in Korea, right? No doubt. So I think we all know like, what chocolate is, and we can see all those different kinds of chocolate in convenience stores, right? Yep. But like, how, like, do you happen to know like, how chocolate like, came to Korea? Korea, uh, wow, it must have arrived, I guess, with some kind of Western uh, diplomatic something or other, right? Right. So, actually, uh, it came to Korea during the reign of King Gojong. Ah, uh, he's the coffee one, too. Yeah, Coffee yeah. and chocolate. Right. I think he really liked to, you know, accept lots of Western cultural stuff. Sure. And, actually, the Russian ambassador's wife gave the royal court... And the wife actually gave the chocolate to the empress, mm-hmm. Myung-sung, as uh, a gift. The wife of Gojong. Mm-hmm. And so that's how chocolate, I guess, infiltrated the tastes of the elite here. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And I think for this one, I think, you know, as we say, it's the Western one. I think many of the people think that chocolate is a kind of like European one or mm-hmm. it comes from Europe. But... Uh, this one is a bit different, you know, so it's not actually from Europe and it's actually from, you know, Latin America. So, uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though a lot of Koreans think of Europe as sort of the best chocolate in the world, there's other sort of places of, and provenances of chocolate. Right. So I met two guys in Seoul and, you know, they actually wanted to make Koreans rethink 
what chocolate can be, you mm. know, how good chocolate can be. So, you know, they made a kind of concept called Bean to Bar. And yeah, I've prepared a clip. And do you want to have a listen? Yeah, let's do it. So I am now standing at the entrance of the chocolate laboratory called P Choco, and I'm ready to get in. So let's get inside. Hey guys. Hola, cómo estás? Hola. Hello, I'm Billy. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you. My name is John Kim. My name is Dan Kim. We have uh, artisanal chocolates, and we have something called bean to bar chocolates, starting from the cacao bean all the way to the chocolate bar, under one roof. Before the cacao bean would be made into chocolate in a factory, but nowadays they skip that factory part, and people are taking the cacao bean and making their own chocolate in their own shop until the final product. Mercedes está bañando en las orillas de un río. Mis ojos la están mirando, pero es de un amigo mío. I can kind of notice that you guys are uh, have a a bit like slightly different kind of accents, English accent, you know. So where do you guys from? Uh, we're actually from Venezuela, uh, even though our looks don't say. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys are brothers, right? Yes, we are brothers. Oh, then what is your Korean name actually? Uh. My Korean name would be Kim Ki Eun. Mine would be Kim Ki Song. Ah, so you guys are Kim families, right? right? Yeah. We usually go with our Spanish name, which is really my real name would be Juan Manuel. Could you repeat your Spanish name again? Juan Manuel Kim. Juan Manuel Kim. Okay. What about you? Uh, mine is uh, so Dan is short for Daniel in Spanish. So I actually go in Spanish. I go Daniel, Daniel Kim. Oh, Daniel. So I'm very curious about what brought you guys here in Korea and opened this, you know, chocolate laboratory. The main reason would be because of the situation in Venezuela. Venezuela is uh, having a very difficult time politically and socially and economically. It's pretty much chaos down there. So pretty much we decided to move out because. We wanted to immigrate to Korea and find new opportunities and be a bit safer. I would say we wanted to bring something of top quality from Venezuela. We still want to represent the goodness of and the good things about Venezuela, and we ended up with chocolate. To make good chocolate, you have to make it out of good cacao, and Venezuela has one of the top quality cacaos in the world, and that's why it's so known to top chocolate makers. In Europe or in the States and whatnot, so we, we wanted to show this to the Korean people. So Billy Juan Manuel and Daniel right. Daniel Kim Daniel, I've actually met these two guys. Really? Uh, yeah. You, you, as you pointed out, there it's two Venezuelan kiopos. Uh, they came on the program two years ago. Oh, okay. When they were just kind of at the early stages of thinking, maybe we'll start a chocolate laboratory. Ah, so before they opened the chocolate laboratory, uh-huh. they were okay. just—they had basically just fresh off the plane, and they were saying, well, "Let's start this thing." And you can see how much progress they've made by the fact that they could welcome you into their chocolate lab. Um, and I, I also saw them another time at uh, the. There's a big gathering of chocolate industry people mm-hmm. once a year or so, and they were rolling out 
exactly that concept that you told uh, that you talked with them about bean to bar. Yeah, bean to bar. You're not buying all the chocolate from some factory. You're making it right in house. That is a cool concept. Mm, okay, so it actually means from cacao bean to chocolate bar. Right? Cacao bean to chocolate to bar. bar. Exactly. Yeah. Let's see. I'm. I want to refresh my memory about uh, chocolate. The whole supply chain is a kind of a, an interesting thing, right? Um, Cacao. Have you ever seen a cacao plant? Cacao plant. Like, so I talked to those two guys, mm. and surprising thing was, like, I found out that cacao is actually one kind of fruit. Mm-hmm. You know. So, did you actually know that cacao is a one kind of fruit? I suspect you and I, maybe when we met these two guys at different times, got the same spiel because a cacao it almost kind of seems like a melon, mm-hmm. um, and inside uh, there's this sort of white pulpy stuff, right. and then there's the the pods, the seeds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now they can't, for some reason, I think it's some kind of international law. They don't export the actual pods, right? It becomes really straight when it's like fresh and live, mm. right? So, when by the time it can export, it's already been uh, fermented a little bit, uh-huh. dried one, dried one, mm-hmm. and and I think it comes also roasted too, right? So it comes in bags. So these guys in their shop, they get the the raw beans, and then. Um, They have to process it there, but there's a lot of flexibility, right? Right, right, right. And they have actually brought lots of kinds of cacao. I thought there was only one kind of cacao, actually, but you know, out there I could see lots of different kinds of cacaos. So some cacaos are from like Ecuador, but most of them are usually from you know Venezuela mm. because they are actually from Venezuela. It's quite an education over uh, with those two guys in whatever context you know that you happen to meet them. I also thought that chocolate was chocolate. You know, it's kind of like cacao beans, more or less. You know, right? But there's this whole kind of origin stuff, and right. So I thought what I thought was, you know, coffee and cacao have quite a lot in common because mm-hmm. the taste of coffee always also like depends on the origin and where it comes from, right? Yeah. Also, cacao beans. The taste of cacao also depends on where it comes from. So that was really interesting. All like uh, conditions, like right, they say right. with wine terroir, right? Like uh, the type of ground, and right? All that stuff. The climate matters, you know. The ground matters. Yeah, lots of things, you know, decided. You know, the taste of cacao. That was the point. And they also then so they brought you know very very high quality cacao beans to Korea and provide that to Korean people. And similar to a coffee bean, I mean, coffee has like. The stuff that you don't use—it has like the outside shell or something like that, right? And you have to. There's a whole sort of like several steps. I can't even remember what the exact steps are. Yeah, so there are more than a few steps. I think there were there are about like six, seven steps, but mm. I'm gonna make it short. So we get the cacao pod mm. and we just cut it and we open the shell mm. and there's a you know cacao beans. What we you know the thing the cacao bean we usually know, and we. Also, like kind of grind it mm. and like conch it, and uh, we make it into very, very you know fine powder, and we're gonna heat it. And when we heat it, kind of like, become separate butter and cacao. One of the popular items you can find in grocery stores nowadays is cacao nibs. Right, it's like the 
It's kind of like if you open a walnut, you pick out the nut and you throw away the shell. Right. Analogous to that is sort of the nibs. You pluck that out, and that's a little bit like the walnut of a of a of a cacao bean. Yeah, that's actually what we you know grind actually. So mm. we get the nib. I think we I think quite quite a few Korean people know cacao nibs these days. It's because, like a health food now. Right. We just you know eat it. As it is, and we kind of like make a tea out of it. So I think it's getting popular these days. All right. Well, so you actually got a little hand hands-on experience uh, in the fabrication process of this stuff, right? As it is called the chocolate laboratory, I could actually experience the whole step of making the chocolate. So they kind of open the seminars, you know, where people can join and experience, you know, making chocolate. So they get to know how chocolate is made. And that, I could also join the seminar, and I could learn like, the whole steps of making chocolate. So I think I can see all those different kinds of equipment, and I think they are for making chocolate. So since it is called a chocolate lab, can I actually try making chocolate here? Sure. This machine is for grinding the cacao beans, right? Yes. So this machine is uh, originally used to grind or to make curry, Indian curry. So we're talking about an Indian machine here, where you, we utilize to crunch and refine even more the the cacao nibs. Then why don't you use the coffee grinder? Um, because this refines it a lot better. And the most important thing is you have to refine it over 24 hours. So I don't think a coffee grinder can withstand a long period of time grinding away the cacao nibs. This, um, we could leave it for 72 hours constantly running and wouldn't have a problem of, you know, uh, damaging the machine. Now you, what you hear is the cacao nibs smashing against the... Uh, the stones, the rolling stones of this machine, and little by little, the the cacao nibs will turn into smaller pieces and particles. Where eventually you won't be able to to see it or feel it. But as as from the start, you smell the very strong smell of the this particular cacao. No, I start to smell very strong, you know, scent of cacao. Yes. yes. And because it's roasted, you 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 do smell a very kozuan. Uh, how do you say? A very you know a very toasty. We're personal believers that if you age chocolate well. You could have 10-year age chocolate, 20-year age chocolate, but because laws only require the, of dark chocolate having two years of expiration, you can only get that. Or it has a tendency of having, you know, it needs to be um, fresh. But if you age it well, I think there shouldn't be a problem of eating. The way of aging the chocolate, we're looking at actual. Korean ways of uh, fermenting the stuff. So, you know, Korea has a very well Korean uh, way of uh, fermenting their their food, like kimchi and tenjang and all that stuff. 
you age it through this breathing pots that I think it's more adequate for chocolate. And um, we've been trying different ways of storing chocolate in there. But I I think um, us being Korean at some point, like it's, I think it will be a great idea to fuse chocolate into Korean food and uh, take it out to the world and let them know that hey, this is Korean chocolate, you know, we, this is great tasting chocolate as well. Wonderful. So what you're doing is like, you know, chocolate kimjang. Hopefully. I mean, it sounds really strange, but I think it's doable. That's great. So, yeah, I've been experiencing all those artisanal cacao and chocolates, and it's been really wonderful. You know, it's definitely you know, new experience to me. Thank you so much for joining me. Anytime. It's a, it's a, it was a pleasure having you here, and thank you for listening and uh, taking interest. Gracias. Gracias. Billy, it sounds like a lot of fun. Right. It was actually really fun. The whole fermentation thing really fascinates me. The idea, right. what you say, it was like a kimjang, a chocolate kimjang. Yeah. Could you like even like imagine like people? Do age the chocolate to make better taste. I mean, he said you could have 10-year or 20-year-old if there weren't sort of laws on, on safekeeping and whatnot. I mean, there are soy sauces and things like that that are hundreds of years old. How, how might chocolate age if you were going to do it over the course of decades? You know? Right. Sometimes I, I, I wonder, you know, you get this sort of depth and layer of flavors. I bet you that the same thing happens with uh, with chocolate mm-hmm. and I think that would make you know the chocolate really really Korean style chocolate mm. I guess the whole idea of bean to bar kind of creates that freedom doesn't it mm-hmm. for like a thousand uh, chocolate houses to come into being just like there are denjang jips or yeah. um, soy sauce jips you know mm-hmm. you can have this almost this this rainbow of flavors kind of thing right right so like once you change just one you know one little step of you know fermentation of aging the chocolate the whole taste totally changes so we can get you know the different a lot of you know variety of the chocolate taste which makes me really you know interesting and i've actually brought one chocolate bar to Ooh. let you experience the artisanal chocolate. You know, I was I, I didn't want to tell you that I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> but uh, I was hoping it would come to this point, Billy. Um, so this is their in-house chocolate. Right. So they have made the chocolate bar by themselves. Mm. And can you guess, you know, what kind of taste it is? I don't know. Is it like, uh, I know milk chocolate and dark chocolate and all yeah. that. So, so is it? I hope it's dark. I like dark chocolate. Yeah, just when it comes to chocolate, it's, you know, either milk or white mm. or dark, right? But it's actually called salt and pepper chocolates. Can you intriguing. kind of imagine? Yeah. Ah. Well, there you go. Unwrap that thing. Let's get into it. Okay, so I've got this, you know, one package of chocolate bar. I'm going to unwrap it. There you go. Ooh. Salt and pepper. I can see by the, um, the wrapper, it says black Salt mm-hmm. and pepper. I guess that must mean really, really dark chocolate. Right. Are you a fan of which, like, milk or dark or white? Uh, when I want to eat 
a lot of chocolate, I would prefer dark chocolate. Yeah. And when I want to, you know, get a like big, you know, bang of mm-hmm. you know sugar, I would just go for milk chocolate, really sweet one. That makes sense. Yeah. They say that the darker the chocolate is, the closer it is to the actual cacao. Mm-hmm. And that has like the healthy stuff that makes dark chocolate such a health craze these right. days. Right. Oh, how interesting! Oh, yeah. There's a pepper. There's like peppercorns on the surface of this. It's red, right? I think those are are those like spicy peppers? Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Break it. Let's have a. Yeah. Let's each have a little yeah, piece. Let's have a listen to this crunchy sound. Ooh, listen Ooh. to that. That is how chocolate snaps. That's good Ooh. quality chocolate. Yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So you can only hear the crunchy sound, you know, when it's the mm. high quality, right? Wow, he's trying now. <laughs> he's I trying mean, now. This is so. There's like little grains of salt on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So putting oh, and there's the pepper. Mm-hmm. This is unlike. I got to tell you, mm-hmm. completely unlike most chocolate experiences I've ever had. Um, you would never think that salt and pepper. Corns, mm. right on the surface yeah. of chocolate, dark chocolate yeah. would be nice. And there were like lots of different kinds of chocolate actually up there. Mm. And one of my favorites were pepper chocolate. It's mm. kind of like spicy actually. It's it was like sweet and spicy at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. And out there, I could also experience you know cheese and chocolate experience. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine like having cheese and chocolate together? Cheese and chocolate, right? I guess cheese is just another form of fermented milk which would fit in mm-hmm. the theme. Yeah. Um, and then when you think of Mexican food, like mole is a cacao-based sauce with mm-hmm. lots of red pepper in it. You, it's like your horizon kind of expands for what's possible with chocolate. Billy, I should point out that um, if anybody wants the visuals of your trip to the chocolate laboratory, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Koreascape is going to put up uh, images all across mm-hmm. our social media. So there's plenty of visuals to check out. How do you like your chocolate? It's really nice. It's really exotic, a totally new experience and unique experience in Korea. This is what we're going to do. We're going to send you out on experiences like this, and I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for coming in. We'll send you some some other place interesting soon. It's been my pleasure. I've been really enjoying this, you know, program. Thank you so much for having me.